Mossad agents that were lobbyists um, being investigated for espionage, um, easier treatment. Now, the board of Daily Beast, we've got Barry Diller, we've got um, Edgar Bronfman Jr., okay? We've got Chelsea Clinton. That speaks loads, okay? And, of course, Barry Diller is a huge uh, media mogul, has his hands in a lot of pots. He's very big in with Allen and Company, who are one of the most prestigious, most private um, uh, PR firms in the world. Um, they create whole social uh, perceptions in countries and do massive data collection and sales of data. And Barry Diller is also, uh, you know, at the Sun Valley gathering of Allen Company every year, um, at the Google Camp, at everywhere. And he's the one that chose to have put then a college student, uh, Chelsea Clinton, on the board of directors uh, at at the Daily Beast, but also so at AIC, um, which is, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. or IAC, Interactive Corporation, which controls, a lot of people don't know this, this is a massive uh, media company that controls all the, most of the dating sites in the world. So think of all the information they're gathering off of the dating sites about you and how it's being traded and who is on that board. Okay, um, we've also got um, uh, Ask Jeeves is controlled by uh, people guess. No, I don't mean no harm. Never do. Well, I'm glad you couldn't eat none of this. They can burn. IAC and multiple other multiple other companies and I will get more into that uh, it also came out recently that Larry Summers was on these trips on Little St. James we have uh, he was of course the Harvard economist who was Bill Clinton's um, and, and also a, an advisor to Obama but Bill Clinton's treasury director and he mentored Sheryl Sandberg, right, the COO of Facebook, who I've done multiple videos on. I'm not going to get into that now. You can go back and look in my stream. And, um, yeah, so we also have uh, Sandy Berger, Clinton's national security advisor, on these trips. We've already told that, you know, Al Gore, etc. But we had Larry Summers bring his wife, Elisa New. Um, his second wife on their honeymoon to this uh, pedo island. So, fun times there. The wife could be a husband. Now, don't, don't, don't be um, Sandy Berger, I'll just throw this out there just to remind people, he was the person who stole the uh, documents out of the National Archives and was arrested for it, tried for it, did like community service plus a $50,000 fine. And he literally stole 9-11 documents, okay? This was before the commission happened, and it was in 2003, and, um, yeah, so things covering up 9-11, that's Sandy Berger. So these people are all in a giant soup of disgusting, and, uh, yeah. Now, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to skip to, I think from there, I'm going to go to talk about this other issue, but well, actually... All right, another another uh, CPS trafficking scandal has come out in, in Italy, 
And it's the same thing that most likely is happening here in the United States. But this involved um, little mind control uh, operations on children that were taken from their families and then basically sold. And this is just a segue into what I'm about to talk about, the Yemenite children affair. These children in Italy, and it could be countrywide, but we know it's massively happening in Turin, and so much comes out of Turin. And I, I've said a lot in other videos, and I will um, be saying more about it. But out of Turin, we have this basically possibly hundreds of children being taken by Child Protective Services, and for no reason, the same as that happens here in the States, and then they are literally sold to other families, elite families, and not only elite families, but very questionable families, um, families that have been connected with, uh, of course, pedo crimes, etc., and this is being exposed right now in Turin. Now, this is a big deal because we are seeing that this is how... Oh, and the mind control part was that these kids were subject to um, what, the, what their psychiatrists would tell them was memory machines, okay? And these were literally... Uh, they were... False memories were created in them to make their parents, their real biological parents, appear guilty of abuse to them, okay? And... This was done by psychologists. Um, there was accounts of uh, people dressing up in fairy tale costumes, and then there was the memory machine. Now, folks, I'll put out there that this is most likely. You know, it used to be. You know, they said there was electrodes put on their on their heads, and we think of the old-fashioned, you know, electroshock treatments, and it's graduated way beyond that to now where frequencies and lights are used, but also with the neural lace um, experimentations at things like the, Zan, uh, the, Chuck, the, the Chan Zuckerberg initiative going on at UCSF and other places in Stanford, etc., they are injecting memories. They're injecting thoughts, and I've talked about this repeatedly. This is now something that they can do readily and easily, something they'll be able to do even more easily to all of us with 5G and the use of the electromagnetic uh, frequencies. However, these children were part of an experiment in that, I would say, and it's coming out. And um, we can rest assured, not rest assured, rest in disgust, in, dis in you know, being appalled that it's most likely happening all over with CPS. And, of course, when we look at um, the Clinton cabal situation with, the, uh, the children's uh, rights movement, all of this throughout the U.S., and also their connection to children's charities worldwide. What did we see with Epstein? One of the biggest things we saw in the books was that he's connected to all of the charities. And the ex-congressman, um, uh, I believe, from... from um, the Bahamas, was it, was saying that you won't get these people to talk because he's giving money to all of the children's charities. And this is what they're all doing. They're so-called giving money, meaning it's being funneled through there, and this is what we see with the Clinton Foundation and its connection to charities, except that it is not, um, it is not nowhere registered uh, to be on the charities. Um, uh, 
it's not registered as a tax entity. For I'm telling you. I tried to give him my donation. Oh, that's good. Did they let you? I wrote it out to the wrong place. <laughs> and you only had one check? I didn't bring no checkbook. I didn't think of bringing that checkbook. Next Wednesday, we both got a chance to redeem our souls. She gave me all the info on it. For Pastor Blue. For all these meals and what they're doing or whatever. I brought a lot of stuff one time, and just everybody was not the size of the stuff. So I don't know. For charities for children, such as in Ireland, for instance. So we constantly see this child's charities, orphanages, the UAE, the United Arab Emirates, which of course where Hillary Clinton has her $4 million uh, penthouse condo, um, is a massive same thing as I was saying yesterday. All of these charities throughout uh, South Pacific uh, and uh, the Caribbean, etc. And so we see the connection there. And so then that brings me to a story that is very interesting when we look at the what happened in World War II, okay, what happened with the playing all sides against each other to create this massive change in the uh, power structure of the world, not only with the forming of, the successful forming then of the United Nations and a globalist, a successful globalist arm and UNESCO, right, but we have one of the first organized, very organized in a global political way of massive replacement migration. And this was, of course, to what became the uh, State of Israel after the war. And we have, um, at that time, between the years of uh, 1948 and 1954, something like 700,000 um, Semitic DNA people coming from the Middle East and Northern Africa to Israel. So this massive population shift. And then we have, of course, um, the massive immigration of, um, of uh, Ashkenazi Jews and others coming out of Germany and other occupied territories to the U.S. and a ton of, of, of shifting of populations, not to mention giant mass mayhem and murder and a huge massive death ritual. But one of these stories that came out of this time, one, of, one reality that happened during this time was the USA and Britain uh, hooked up with, um, with Ben-Gurion and, uh, and uh, Shimon Peres, who at that time was only 24 years old, but he was head of the Navy already, and then he later, in 1948, he was named head of the Navy in Israel. And then he, in 1952, became the, the director of the, the Ministry of Defense, the head of the Ministry of Defense in Israel. And he was uh, connected with the UK and the USA at that time in taking people from Yemen, Jews from Yemen, Mitzra, Mitzra Jews, or Sephardic Jews, but, but Mitzra Jews, these are Semitic DNA people out of Yemen to bring them to They're Israel. brown people, I think. And there were some 50,000-plus people brought during the years of 1948 and 1954. And during this time, they say at least 
um, some say one in five and some say one in eight children were uh, stolen from those Yemenite families coming. They were brought out of the port of Aden. Now, um, the port of Aden was controlled by the UK at that time, occupied by Britain. And they were shuttled by the United States and the UK um, Air Force to Israel. And they would get to Israel, they would be in these transient um, centers, basically, uh, uh, you know, holding migration centers. And then what would happen is these children would be separated from their families. And it was standard practice, okay, when we look at all of the things going on now with the immigration, um, you know, talking points around separating children from families, even though we know that that is not the case when so many of these children are not coming across the U.S. border with their families. However, there, it w they were coming with their families, and they were systematically separated from their families, and, and somewhere from one in eight or one in five children were never returned to their families. Their families were told that they were dead, that they had gotten sick and died, and they were sold, okay? There's two different situations here. We have these children being sold to American Ashkenazi Jews wow. that um, a lot of them were Holocaust survivors or families of Holocaust oh. victims. And they were told, give us $5,000. We have orphans here. We will give you an orphan to raise. That will be a mitzvah for you. And you give us $5,000, and we're going to spend that money on weapons to protect the new state of Israel. That was the talking point. Wow. And the kids were not orphans. They were stolen. Mm -hmm. And there was a movement about this that came about. Um, it, it kept, you know, over the years, more and more people were... Um, you know, realizing they had, were missing their, you know, twin brother, their cousin, their oh, this, right. and they, people searched their whole lives for these children. And so there was a movement that came up in Israel called the Yemenite Children's Movement. And there was a rabbi in the a area, a town called Yehud, who took on this, um, this problem, this atrocity. His name was Rabbi Utsi Meshulam. Now, he was representing these families, saying, you need to tell us what's going on. And they did a, a, a protest. I think it was an armed protest. You ain't gonna eat nothing? Daddy, no, I'm not. I can't eat it. You're gonna get home and burn up a pot. You better make that pie today. I'm gonna make the pie. That's I've been waiting all week. Okay, You, you know what? Those sweet potatoes, they, they can go... Uh, Bad. Do you think it's still good? Now? Rancid. No. They get drunk. You oh, they, they get oversweet and it tastes weird. But you know. think they're all right still, right? You hope. smell them when we get home. Oh. We got the crust and can't make no pie. Okay, Daddy. I'll, I was hey, you can make a white potato pie. No, you cannot. Yeah, they make potato pie. No, no, no. It's a completely different uh, vegetable. Are you doing these today, people Julia? are killing these Twinkies out here. Mm -hmm. In 1995, where they 
all uh, a whole bunch of them got together and occupied just a building and basically the Israeli army came in 2000 well not the army but police police plus something called the Shirak which I'll I'll, I'll tell you about uh, the Shabak which is the private it's it's kind of a more it, it, well it's sort of like the FBI but it's the Israeli internal security we have the Shabak the Amman and the Mossad in Israel and the Shabak is internal Israeli security plus it does counter espionage so these folks in 1995 they're in Yehud they show up with 2,000 officers uh, dogs helicopters snipers and Shabuk officers intelligence people and they basically shoot up the house gangster style okay where these people are and they arrest Rabbi Meshulam, who was leading this, um, calling for commission. That's what they, that's what they're calling for. We want an investigation. We want a commission. We want to know what happened to these children. Where'd they go? And so he ends up arrested after one 18-year-old boy, one of his uh, part of his congregation, was shot and killed by a sniper. And. He's brought to prison, and then he, in 1996, has a um, has a journalist come in. This man named Barry Chom, uh, it's probably Hamash, Hamish, Hamish, I'm assuming, but uh, Barry Hamish comes in. He calls him in to for an interview in the prison, and oh. basically what Hamish has said was that what Meshulam told him was that. He, he said, why aren't you able to tell these families where their children went? And that Hamash, uh, all right, they're in prison. The, the report is that, that the rabbi turns up his tape player on loud and says to the reporter, um, I can't tell them because their children are dead. Most of them are dead. There was some that were, um, that were sold in the... Uh, adoption program for money and then there was some that were sold differently to the US government for atomic radiation experiments what now I think this is very interesting he said basically they left the country in cages on Air Force planes oh my and we know in the 40s and 50s that the US was doing multiple experiments on humans with uranium and people are so upset about you know what they think is going on at the border because it's Trump but these other uh, people that were in charge let stuff like this happen and you know we're gonna see if people are as concerned as they are if everyone is uh, equally concerned about everyone plutonium through ho in at least four different hospitals University of California, San Francisco, where now is the largest um, VA hospital that's totally connected with Facebook's Chan Zuckerberg initiative experiments. Mm. Um, uh, there's one in Rochester, New York, uh, good old uh, Oak Ridge, Tennessee, where they have all the nuclear uh, you know, development and experimentation there, and another in University of Chicago Hospital. 
and then multiple schools, children who were special needs children being irradiated. And these were all generally people who were misdiagnosed, meaning they tell them they had cancer, they come in for some ailment, mm. told you of cancer, then they shoot them up with uranium plutonium, mm -hmm. and then they die. And they, they're, this is their discovering what plutonium uranium does to humans, right? Just like mm. the Nazi camps, just mm -hmm. like the experimentation camps, this is done to civilians, but these children, according to um, to Rabbi Meshulam, uh, what he discovered was that these children were sold to the U.S. government, but it was a joint arrangement because the um, the head Shimon Peres at that time was head of the Israeli Atomic Research Program, and that he would be implicated in this if the truth came out. Now, this is very interesting. Um, because, well, you know, Shimon Peres, he eventually becomes Prime Minister of Israel later in the 90s, and, yeah, another person who was likely involved in this would be uh, Isser Harel. He was the first head of Shabak in 1948. He then headed the Mossad, which was created uh, shortly after. Now, the Shabak, the internal... Uh, security Service of Israel has 850 claims of torture since 2012. Not one has been investigated. But let's get back. So once uh, Meshulam is in jail, another family takes over the cause of the Yemenite children and families that want commissions to happen. And this is said to be the um, the the yeah, they, they, you know what? The food ain't that good. You know? You never tell a lie. The food, the hamburger was too hard. The hamburger was soft, but nice and soft right here. You must be a queen. I eat the hamburger and those fries. Hey. And you must be fasting. Aura, this is the Schiffer's family, and, um, the head of the family, Ora Schiffers, and these were said to be Shabak agents who covered up things with the Yemenite movement um, and basically shut down the movement. And this was supposedly set up by the Shabak to shut down the Yemenite movement. However, then we have Ofra Haza, who was an incredible um, uh, Israeli, um, Yemenite Israeli singer and probably some of you have heard her music, really great music actually. And she, she was a huge star in Israel at this time. And she ends up having a cousin who had disappeared in this Yemenite affair, and this Yemenite stealing trafficking, human trafficking of these children in the late 40s, early 50s. And she um, ends up taking on the cause and she ends up getting uh, basically murdered with through AIDS. Now, I think it's always interesting. We always see with uh, the Clinton Foundation, the Global Clinton Initiative. It's always in uh, with the AIDS stuff. You know, Bill. You know, uh, Bill and Melinda Gates. All of this, AIDS and children, AIDS and children, vaccines, AIDS and children. And so, anyway, she was um, said to have been murdered by a man. Um, well entertainment purposes only 
um, who was named Doran Ashkenazi, and he doggedly pursued her. She wasn't interested in him. People in her family sort of uh, forced her to get with this guy. Then she supposedly contracts AIDS and dies really rapidly within a year. She's withheld from treatment. Her doctor ends up being this guy, um, uh, Doran Ashkenazi's close friend. And then a few months after she dies, or within a year, or about 14 months actually, Ashkenazi dies supposedly from a crystal meth overdose. And meanwhile, Shimon Perez had been courting Ofrahaza, bringing her to uh, Nobel Peace Prize um, celebrations, to different uh, state-run celebrations. But then it's rumored that he's the one that actually put the hit on Ofrahaza because she was trying to get the word out. She made an, a film that was called Absolute Justice. It was directed by Arnon Zadok, who was an Oscar-nominated, award-winning director out of Israel. It only plays once at the um, Tel Aviv uh, Cinematique Festival, then it's destroyed, nobody can find it, and um, in that film she supposedly outs a lot of people, but according to Rabbi Metzulam, this all goes back to Shimon Perez and his involvement with the U.S. and the U.K., the Navy, and his role as Minister of Defense in the beginning days of Israel and the trafficking of these children. So, these were transit camps where the Yem people from Yemen would be put. Now, in this thing with, there is this ongoing issue that went on with Jewish adoption centers in New York City, New Jersey, up through the 50s, 60s, and 70s, even into the 80s, where there was experimentation going on, and there's this film, I think it's called Three Identical Strangers, I saw it last year, it's a documentary about three brothers, and this was, they discovered that this one Jewish orphanage, or it was an adoption center for pretty much elite Jews to adopt Jewish babies, and they would basically, you know, you know, it would be always from poor and, you know, down and out mothers, supposedly, um, that provided these babies. And they partake, partook in these clinical studies, these behavioral modification studies, where they would place twins. Oh. Too bad you don't eat you were ready, put your own sun kiss. You brought the sunshine right in your bag. Look at that. Oh, he's not eating here, Dave. He got another stop to make. Oh. He know all the places where to go at. <laughs> That's how you do it, right? <laughs> Did you get something to eat? I ate know. with these guys yesterday, all of them, all three of them. Hey, listen. Do we have a cell phone? In different homes, they would separate twins, and in this oh, case, of God. three identical strangers, it was triplets, in homes that were vastly different, and then they would study them their whole lives with those twins not knowing that they had another 
sibling, a twin, or a triplet. And they would find that these kids always had separation anxiety, that they had multiple problems, and then they would study what it means for these identical people to grow up in these different homes. One might be a construction worker's home or you know, blue-collar worker, and then maybe a military or civil servant, and then like a wealthy banker-type person. And these were the studies that were done massively in the 60s and 70s. And they just justified it as being for science. So I'll link all that below, but I just want to make the connection. Replacement migration brings, opens the door, just as the welfare state does, opens the door for this um, massive human and child trafficking, um, for massive experimentation, the concentration of power, and the um, really uh, disabling of the individual through taking away your identity and your roots and your natural um, connection to family and your um, your genetic uh, past. And we're seeing it massively being carried out as a globalist agenda to destabilize all of nation states. It's not only the West, it's everywhere. And then also to make it so that people are much easier to control, um, mentally disabled and emotionally disabled, and um, it's working. So we need to uncover these things, discuss them, get them out there, see the connections between 1948, um, UK, Israel, USA, you know, child trafficking to 2019, UK, USA, Israel, human trafficking in the form of the Epstein cabal, we know it reaches far beyond that into um, the royalty and bankster families all over the world. I'll leave it there. We are free folks and um, we make the connections. The more you connect, the free you are, the more centered you are, and the more you can do to spread the word, help others, and be a force for change. You are free. I'll see you tomorrow. Every three months. Wasn't cut like that when I saw you yeah, yesterday, I, was it? Yeah. Oh. Every three months I get a haircut. Like what? So, do we got a polish job? He tell us for me. Well, tell me something. What? What make Rosie and that other lady fuss so much? You know what? They just go around fussing, don't they? I don't know, but remember Rosie did her one time? She got a whole tray, knock it down. All the food. Oh, what? All the food fell on, on the floor. Oh, no. Rosie threw it? 
their, you know, make them faster, able to go through um, uh, radar detection, etc., because of their uh, speed and capabilities. One, this this whole thing exploded, and um, there was iodine pills rush. Everybody's going to get iodine. And this was the report that was in the New York Times about it, which was Russia's nuclear energy company, Rosatom. We know Rosatom. They connect that with Uranium One and all of the dealings that went on there. It's interesting timing with all of this. Um, this happened last Thursday. And, you know, interesting over the weekend, we have the, uh, the, the you know, missiles in uh, uh, North Korea, um, the Epstein dad. All of this, and of course, Epstein death and its connection with Bill Richardson and his connection with um, uh, various players in the Clinton and Bush administrations and etc. Accused of pedophilia uh, connected with Epstein and um, accused of rape by, I believe, um, uh, 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 Virginia Roberts, who's now Virginia Jeffrey, who has been one of the star witnesses here in the Epstein case. But there's more about him, and I'll get into it after. Um, but so there was five employees that had died, in addition to two military personnel who were previously confirmed dead. They don't really get into the exact manners of death. Um, as a result of tests on Thursday morning involving isotopic sources of fuel on a liquid propulsion unit. Uh, what detonated on Thursday at the White Sea testing range of... Uh, no use for the propulsion unit was mentioned, although Putin previously boasted Russia had developed a nuclear engine for long-range missiles. And, um, and there was, of course, multiple uh, reports of hugely high radiation um, spikes all around northern Russia. So that's, that's not good. And, okay, so let's hop into Epstein. Uh, but I think that's a really big story that with all of this, we need to understand with this major drama of Epstein, what else is going on in the world. There's a huge, massive sit-in. They've moved troops into Hong Kong. Um, they've shut down the airport. 250 flights canceled at Hong Kong International with um, thousands and thousands of, of people sitting in, protesting, trying to get international awareness. Um, shut down the airport. And, of course, there's active Chinese military now. Some of them wearing jeans and sneakers, uh, so it looks like it's partially a uh, private-public partnership in the military there. We have people looking civilian-like with military capabilities, and that's disturbing as well. And one other thing I'll say before I jump into Epstein, there is the uh, cases of EEE, which is Eastern Equine Encephalitis, spread by mosquitoes, is being reported in Massachusetts. Um, this is a, you know, encephalitis. It's a big deal. It can cause massive fatigue, chronic fatigue-like effects, but also, you know, uh, swelling of the brain, this kind of thing. Seems to be mostly in the southern part of the state, and I'll try to report more if I can find more on that, but it's now being actively reported as affecting humans. And so, okay. Now, when we get to Epstein, let's get into what seems like uh, you know, of course, the, there's, let's just say, I mean, this can be something that can unite everybody, all sides of the aisle, this absolutely distressing information that 
Epstein is now gone, right? Um, hang, we don't know, not confirmed. The autopsy was completed in New York, uh, but the coroner still has not pronounced the cause of death. They have still not, uh, it's unconclusive what the cause of death was. It's not hanging. Um, it is uh, not, it's not being told, although they're bringing in the fancy JFK pathologist who was involved in the, the massive congressional hearings around the JFK assassination. They're bringing him out of the, out of the mothballs to participate in this as well, so we can read the signs there. But, okay, so there's no cameras, all right? There's no, um, no, no camera evidence. Uh, there's no cause of death. There's no video. Uh, there's no um, reports of any kind. And so I want to just post something. I just want to tell something that in a non posted at 7.45 a.m. on Saturday morning, and this Anon identifies as SWAM8WIF. And this person says that, um, so this was posted at 7.45 a.m. on Saturday. And basically what we are hearing is that they found Epstein at 6.30 a.m. and then he left the building at 7.30 a.m. That's the only picture we get of him supposedly on the gurney. And that this Anon says that at 4.15 a.m. after the count, meaning the prisoner count, uh, Epstein was cuffed in a chair, in a wheelchair. Um, no triage nurses report having seen him after this time, meaning he didn't go to the medical facility. And then a trip van arrived at the MCC, and it didn't sign in. There's no plate recorded, and supposedly it was um, uh, inside where was at least one person in a green military uniform. Okay, which depicts generally army. Did my girl what? You had three in there. But guess what? They don't bother to pay for those for them. Yeah, but guess what? Yeah. I'm good on thinking. Thanks. But guess what? What? You make one, you have to pay 25 hours for that. And um, that, this is a weekend, weekend early morning. Uh, releases are extremely rare, only if they're ordered by a judge. So we have a trip van coming, not um, coming into the MCC early Saturday morning, not recorded on uh, the plates and that uh, that Epstein was removed from the cell that he did occupy with somebody else, okay? And then, uh, then supposedly then he's found in a single person cell only an hour um, or so later um, dead, right? Now, so that's one account that we hear. And then there's these other strange anomalies, um, which is that and folks, generally, you know, with Occam's razor, whatever you want to say, simplest explanation is usually the right one, right? And in my guesstimation, uh, the simplest explanation, looking at all these factors, is that Epstein is not dead. Um, I, I can't see why he would be dead. I know that, um, uh, to me, that makes the most sense, that all these things point to the fact that he was mostly switched out and maybe not even switched out we don't even know if there's a real body involved 
um, now we know what they can do uh, to make to make this look like a real person. Um, it could absolutely not even have been a real body whatsoever. We don't know. There's no special film effects, even yeah. real film of a dead body. So um, I wanted to just relay this. That was reported by the New York Post, and we have uh, this is interesting. A John, this guy named um, Louis Kassman who was, I'm assuming, a mobster, part of the mafia. He was um, used to go visit John Gotti when John Gotti was in prison there at the MCC. He said the place was totally corrupt. He said, but they're watching you 24-7, absolutely. They're watching you in your cell 24-7. And that, um, that Gotti used to get his stakes there regularly. He said everything can be bought. It's a, it's a total corrupt crap show there. But this is interesting. Kassman says that he heard, he heard through his mafia connections, that U.S. Attorney General uh, William Barr personally made a hush-hush trip, this is reported in the New York Post, to the MCC two weeks ago, about the time Epstein was found in his cell with bruises around his neck. When does that happen, he asked. The Attorney General never visits jails. Something not right there. Uh, so that's interesting. You're not hearing that on the news, and of course it's said by a mob guy, so who knows. Um, and then we have the ex-convict saying that it's absolutely impossible to kill yourself in one of these cells. There's nothing to do it with unless you bash your head until you're dead. I mean, that's the only way you could do it. And that even that the sheets that they give you are paper. They're made of paper. They're made to rip and break with anybody of substance and somebody of Jeff Epstein's uh, uh, you know, size could not hang from those paper sheets. And uh, I want to just point out a few things here about the timing. We had that interesting blackout on the 13th of July, and it was exactly on the anniversary of the massive 1977 blackout, 13th of July, where there was massive looting and rioting and all kinds of stuff that happened. So that same anniversary, that's the 13th, massive blackout downtown, Manhattan. That's in the MCC is in downtown Manhattan. Okay. Then a week later, on the 19th, we have Epstein arrested and jailed. Okay. The week later, then we have or 24th, he's got the marks on his neck and his cell found unresponsive. Whispers here, possibly even um, Attorney General Barr making a personal visit to the prison, and then um, of course, you know, now he's taken out of the cell, possibly switched out, possibly dead, but definitely not suicided. It'd be close to impossible. And so, to me, what makes the most sense is that he is not dead. And if Barr did visit, it most likely was to um, discuss this situation of his plea deal, of his deal, of his witness protection, or of his... Um, being taken to a dumb, to a deep underground military base, to somewhere where they're going to do their next move. We don't know what that is. But it is hugely disturbing to everybody in this country, and it is something that could get everybody to maybe finally do something, uh, rather uh, than uh, getting uh, depressed that, oh, now we've that. lost another opportunity. People should be out in the streets protesting, um, deserving to know what happened, just crying bloody murder over this um, because it is something that unites all of us, especially the trafficking, the pedophilia, um, should make everybody want to get up and speak out and to um, uh, be absolutely on the cases of their 
um, you know, Congress people, although a lot of the Congress people are involved Sarah in Cole, this um, takedown do? that came out of Epstein. So let's talk about some more of the things involved here. Um, I think that one of the important bits of information we have is that um, that's what they charge me if I go get one. No, you can go. The first one for free. The second one for free. The third one, you got paid twenty-five dollars. Twenty-five dollars. Yep. I better try to get one. Yeah, you get one. But it's new up. You got credit card, right? Yeah. If you lose the second one, use your credit card and go faster. The cash. You know? Well, you got, you got to get a money order. You got to do this, this, that, this, that, so. If you just know somebody with a credit card, it comes faster. Come up for Oh, they mail it to you? Yes. Oh. It's seven days. It's seven days. Come to you out. I got to get one. Yeah. Just in case, as a spare, and then exactly yeah, 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 yeah. that's what I had in mind. Well, okay, let's talk with let's talk about Bill Richardson. So it happens the day after we get the 302s released, right? We have the um, all the knowledge comes out of who was accused, and of course, where the heck is Ghislaine Maxwell, right? Where is she, right? We have all of these connections to Mossad, all of these connections to um, APAC. Um, um, uh, the Clintons, um, Uranium One, this gets into uh, huge amounts to do with the DNC. It's all wrapped up right up into the things that led to Russiagate. And so let's talk about, uh, let's talk about Richardson here. So the ex-governor of New Mexico, right? He, um, he's listed in these 302s as one of the, um, people accused of molestation and rape and he um, was under investigation for facilitating theft of fissionable material from Pantex um, weapons disassembly facility in Amarillo, Texas, right? Now there's that, okay? And we have Jane Harmon who's a major lobbyist for APAC. She was a congresswoman from California who had been caught in 2005 on an NSA um, uh, uptake of information of of uh, on the on the tele you know all the communications uptake, talking to Jonathan Pollard, who had sold he later was convicted for selling CIA non-official cover personnel lists, right? They said it was that he was selling information. Um, in a different way, okay? It was a much lesser crime. But it came out later that he was selling the CIA list. However, he was caught talking to her, and um, this is a Mossad agent, of that he wanted the Bush administration, this is in 2005, to go lightly on two Mossad agents from the APAC lobby who were under investigation for espionage. Now they call them agents, they don't say Mossad, but we know who we're talking about. And Harmon said she would do it if they arranged for her to get the chairwoman position on the House Intelligence Committee. 
and she was currently the Homeland Security Intelligence Subcommittee um, uh, ranking member and she wanted to be the chair on the House Intelligence Committee and so she so the NSA recorded this call and she was said on that call that she has influence with a White House official and this would have been during the Bush administration so we know that APAC passed tons of, of nuclear secrets to Israel. I've talked about in my other videos the software that they implanted in places like Los Alamos and other places where they had the backdoor software to record what their different groomed agents were able to get their hands on in many, many different um, uh, secure facilities. And, yeah, so there's that. And then, of course, we have the connection through Mark Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein's brother. Uh, there's the um, there's the major DNC connection here. This has to do with the Humpty Dumpty think tank, and it has to do with um, this. The all right. So the Humpty Dumpty think tank was founded in 1988 by Constance Milstein, and we'll need to look more into her. And that is a think tank that works with the United Nations, right, um, rebuilding developing nations dur after uh, and during conflicts, right? So this is the Hillary Clinton special, right? This is what they all, um, that's, you know, whether it's, Dick, you know, Dick Cheney, Bill Clinton, George Bush, Hillary Clinton, all of them, this is the specialty, go wreck the place and then go in, steal everything including the children and the women, and oh, then God. turn it into a uh, Muslim uh, um, Islamic hellhole, and meaning that it gets radicalized and so everybody suffers, and then go in and, um, you know, rebuild. And then and bring so the over here. Mark Epstein, this was his big deal. And he was just like Jeffrey, he made tons of money doing nothing. And uh, we know what they were doing, they were um, groomed uh, Mossad cabal agents for laundering tons of money, gathering tons of information, and setting people up, and being these um, really, in a way, gopher level um, 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 pimps. You know, that's generally basically what they were. And so we have Les Wexner, of course, was the one that, you know, seemed to groom Epstein. Everybody's going on and on about how A.G. Barr's father, Donald Barr, hired Epstein at the Dalton School when he, Epstein was 21. However, that's not clear. Um, we, have, we have Donald Barr resigning, being forced to resign because the board of directors um, wanted to go into a very liberal, what looked almost like an MK Ultra type program in this Dalton School. And Epstein's father was, uh, excuse me, Donald Barr was um, very conservative. He was pushing a, a um, merit-based um, uh, scholastics program. He was um, cleaning up what the students were and weren't allowed to do at the school, shutting down the partying, shutting down a lot of the um, uh, liberal things going on at the time. And he resigned in February of 74. And Epstein started in September of 74, okay? So there, there, there could have been a spillover there, but we have, uh, that's when um, that other guy, um, uh, the Dun that's when Dunnan came in, and he was the guy who sexually assaulted the 14-year-old, had a girl move into his home with him, um, massive 
weirdness started going on when they would take the kids down to the basement of the Dalton School and do what seemed almost like the auditing of Scientology. They would try to re-design re their minds. A lot of shaming and guilt went on. And um, that's when Epstein was working there. And he was working there only two years before he went to um, uh, uh, Baron, uh, Baron Stearns. Yeah. And so... Um, so, and he very much seemed to be under the tutelage of Les Wexner already, and Wexner, of course, was very much one of the ones that groomed young Jewish men into becoming part of the Mossad um, globalist uh, bankster control regime. And Wexner also was um, rumored to have kept girls um, uh, enslaved or captured or held prisoner at his home in Ohio. And there's still much more going on about that. So so when we go back to Mark Epstein, he um, owned a lot of properties. He had Asa. Um, Asa was the name of his um, of his his um, he had Dara Partners LP and then he had Asa um, real estate, and he, his he he where he owned in a, a building on 66th Street, 30166 I believe, is where they ended up housing a lot of these girls. So when we think of going into countries and re you know helping these people who were um, uh, devastated by wars. Um, we see a lot of the, the girls that ended up in Epstein's um, uh, trafficking um, networks seem to have come from Eastern Europe and uh, very much, you know, came out of a lot of the mayhem that was going on in that area around this time. And again, girls were held in this in this in this building on 66th Street. Now. When we get back to, um, we, we see that everything about Epstein is being pushed through the Daily Beast, the Daily Beast, the Daily Beast. The whole narrative is being shaped about who's focused on, um, you know, the sort of sensationalizing of a very few people like Prince Andrew, who, by the way, on Saturday is pictured going to church with, you know, the Queen, um, smiling all happy as a bug, you know, as soon as he finds out um, about Epstein's death multiple weird photos that day of just like super happy people like the Clintons smiling happily um, all these photos on this day of Epstein's death were very interesting I'll see if I can link that series below um, and and but I want to get back to Humpty Dumpty here because Mark Epstein who they called Puggy who's two years younger than um, then Epstein, he was the vice chair, okay, he's the director of Humpty Dumpty Think Tank, the vice chair, and, um, and he, he, as, this year is very active, this year, okay, taking our Congress people to, um, participate in special meetings, um, in March of 2019, he co-sponsored uh, the, the Humpty Dumpty code sponsored with Peace Without Limits, that's funded by Crown Prince, um, let's see, Crown Prince, which one, of Crown Prince of Fujiyai, 
F-U-R-J-A-I-R-A-H, from the United Arab Emirates. They took a delegation to the UAE in March. And the UAE has tons of children's programs, lots in the Caribbean, lots in the South Pacific, lots of very poor areas where they have these children's schools and betterment programs. And so that was in March. They took a delegation there. And then in April, that's just of this year, April 2019, we have Epstein leading um, a congressional uh, delegation to a special event in Belgium, right? The, um, you know, Belgium. What do we hear about Belgium? Well, we know that's where the um, the center of the New World Order is, there in Brussels. Uh, but And what's going on with the, um, the <laughs> you know, the... Yeah, the New World Order. Um, but we also have these weird things we hear about what's going on in the woods in Belgium um, with these various elites and banksters involving um, ritual parties, etc. Um, don't know what this event was about because it's very hard to find information. I'd love it if someone could link that below if you do know. But the representatives who went were Buddy Carter of Georgia. These were Republicans. Andy Harris of Maryland, Pete Olson of Texas, Garrett Graves of Louisiana, a Democrat, Alan Lowenthal, and an Independent, Gregorio Sabla. And so those all went, okay? And um, that was just literally in April, okay? We have Epstein arrested two months later, or three months later. And um, now we're getting the pathologist from the JFK shooting, the assassination of JFK, Michael Baden, now stepping in saying he's going to present special evidence on what happened to Epstein. <laughs> the coroner couldn't find the cause of death. They still don't know. The autopsy's complete. They don't know. But, um, yeah. So... I'm going to talk, there's a lot more, there's also a new, uh, some more information came out about an island off of Naples, um, Zanon Island off of Naples, not very far from the, um, from Monaco, um, where there's all kinds of orgy island uh, reports coming out there, and that was owned by an ex-Navy intelligence officer, um, or, you know, where these reports are coming out of, the property was owned by him and his wife, and... I think that we'll leave it there, folks. Um, I think everybody's kind of covered everything um, on this. You know, when we when we see now, there's also new lawsuits being brought about against Scientology, um, and when we see that um, they're all, you know, whether it's Nexium, Scientology, um, the Epstein cult system that they have, this satanic cult system, um, this is it's all being attacked. It's being attacked, and that's a really good thing. And so they've disappeared Epstein. We don't know where he is. Um, and we're probably not going to know. And so we have to make it known that we care. And um, I, we could really learn from Hong Kong in this respect. This is something everybody can get together around to protest this, at the very least, the two tier. Um, uh, justice system in this country where this can happen, where we know it's impossible that he could have killed himself in that cell, and we know that um, it's lies that's being told to us. So I'll leave it there, folks. We are free, and uh, there's lots more to report besides, and I will get back with more tomorrow. 
In the meantime, just want you to um, stay on that prayer wave, okay? Let's uh, pray for some divine intervention here. And that, um, yeah, I think Webstein, Webstein is in witness protection. So I'll just remind folks, if you want to become a patron of the channel and support the channel, I appreciate that. If you uh, do so, we have... Um, our gift event that happens every every month, and this month it's two bottles of DNA Force, three bottles of Ultimate. No, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> I mean, he's been a cowboy in the room. Was he an athlete at some point? Yeah, he's a professional football Okay, and then he became. He's Oh. Then he became an athlete. Okay, okay, okay. I'm, so, I'm just six foot two. Wait, no, just his weight is up. No fat. He's chunky. It's like Wow. I just saw Action Jackson actually. He came out of Syracuse. It took me my whole life to get to that. That was good. Let me see that. He old now, like this. He wrinkled up. Keep your vibration high. Keep your faith alive. Keep your spirit intact. And um, instead, engage in life-loving, beautiful, human-loving, life-loving behavior. Um, do things that uh, feature um, biophilia, love of life. And that can be anything. And that doesn't mean avoid the difficult or dark subjects that enter your life. The way that you're able to deal with those subjects is by maintaining a morality in your life. And so don't go watch that dark stuff, folks. So anyway, uh, yeah, sorry, I got in my head about I wanted to mention Quentin Tarantino and his big love of Roman Polanski and, you know, Sharon Tate, the new movie out called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where, of course, at the end, there's a massive, um, uh, spoiler alert here, uh, killing frenzy. I didn't see it. I just was reported to me a massive, the Manson, massive killing frenzy of Sharon Tate and her baby. And, of course, um, I believe that Steve McQueen was supposed to be there that night and didn't show up. That's true. Roman Polanski was married to Sharon Tate. And he's the one that raped the 13-year-old girl, drugged her and raped her at Jack Nicholson's house in Hollywood, fled um, after he was convicted, of course, to Europe, and has been the um, standing ovation of Meryl Streep and all other Hollywood elites um, for for decades now and so Quentin Tarantino loves Roman Polanski he can't get enough of saying it but he's the one that put out the new movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood culminating in the Manson murders another satanic tribute to um, uh, to exactly what I'm saying which is that they require our consent for this behavior and they are mind controlling they have been forever uh, the masses through this depiction that humanity is inherently flawed and inherently has these um, occasional outbursts of disgusting violence and we uh, can't avoid it. In fact, why not just get down with it, get involved with it, be part of it. But he had his day. I'm really hurt that, you know, you don't have Planet of the Apes because I wanted to Yeah, survive. I got some. I wanted to survive. I got the original one with Charlton Heston that my friend stole. I got that back. And I got three of the new ones. How'd you get it back? Because I was talking to this lady kept trying to sell me Bibles for 40 bucks or not. I said, baby, I got almost every type of Bible you can possibly take. 40 bucks. I ain't paying no $40 for no Bible. I said, I'll tell you what. Let's make a deal. 
So, <clears throat> just as I um, did an episode that was um, real news, it was regular news, and I put some of the con same contributors that I have uh, on black news that I have talking about melanin and uh, I think that the uh, white members of my audience need to know more than anybody about these solar flares so that's why I included in my real news actually it wasn't real news it was earth news my last earth news episodes if you guys missed it, I don't know what to tell you. White people, you are not being told the truth about what's coming. I'm giving you the information. I know you may it may you may find it upsetting. Um, the fact that me and people like me, as we learn about our identity, uh, we learn who were the original inhabitants of the United States, what really happened to our ancestors. We have a right to be upset about that, and that has nothing really much to do with you, except that you should uh, look into it and be willing to investigate and clarify or uh, make a correction on the lies that we were all taught in school. Let's mean you talk about the word. If you can keep up with me, I'll pay $40 for it. But if you can't, let me have it. You want to take the Okay, but what does that have to do with your friend having the video? How'd you get the video back? I bought another one. Oh, you from the, from the same lady. I'm oh, from the about. same lady. Okay, but then you didn't get it back from him. I thought you like went to his house and you saw it, and he's like, that's you why know. I got him on knockoff now. Oh, I don't like I don't like liars. I don't like con artists. Right. And I don't Me like neither. Me neither. No thieves in the temple. Me neither. I can't stand racists. Gotta stamp them out. And it's not just white people to blame. Black people were in charge before the white people. That's why I said, stop sitting here saying, oh, it's divisive. Oh, she's being racist. I'm not absolving anybody from guilt. There's people of all races that let this happen. That, that caused this. And guess what? It's going to take all of us to stop it if we're going to stop it but first we got to admit what happened and what went wrong and who we're up against we are up against people that worship the fourth dimensional entities they are doing a takeover of the planet they're going to take over they're based, obviously, if Israel is the only place that doesn't have 5G, that means everybody else in the world is controlled by them. And you got to ask yourself, why? Why does everybody else have 5G but not them? Why, why do they need 5G? Because they're going to mind control everyone using the terraforming. And that's just the first layer of it, because what they really want is for these demonic entities to come back and for them to have the bodies that they want. That's what the cloning is about. That's what all of this uh, scientific stuff is about, the merging of the uh, advanced technologies. And so when these hybrided families that retained the knowledge from the first 
takeovers and the first invasions before the original resets. They got all that information before every civilization that they brought down. They took notes. They took notes. And they, they, they retained all that information. They got it all. And RFG is breaking that down, how the Egyptians kept that information. And so what happened is the people that possess that knowledge and know how to use uh, advanced human DNA because it's in, that carbon in their DNA are the black American people. And that's why the lies were told, because we're the ones that would know how to use it. And that's why when the Roman Catholics came and they did their hijacks and they did their invasions, they spookified and told everybody that our innate spiritual gifts to download information from on high, they told everybody that that was witchcraft. That's what the Salem witch trials were about. Those were black melanated women melanated women that were persecuted and they weren't women running around in loincloth people nothing is the picture that that it has been painted and we got to get with that from what i understand the white people didn't really take oh everybody was living many different races multiracial society we were fine we shared everything even though black black uh, Americans were abundant here in the Americas with gold, with land, we understood about herbology, we understood about living with the plants and the animals and the everything and the seasons. When those people came over, we shared with them. We were living side by side. Everything was fine until the late 1800s. And these people, loosely called people, that were in with this secret society that King James was about that conspired with demons to control the world. They wanted the wealth that was over here and they wanted to control the people and they enlisted the help of demons to do that. And that's exactly what's happening today. That's exactly what's happening and we need to wake it up because if you don't know how to fight I mean, it's just pointless. People are still actually talking about these fake characters. And they don't, they, you got to know that all of television is theater. The bankers. We knew that it was the bankers in 2008. Nobody was brought to justice. Nobody was held accountable. And they're at it again. And they just think that they're going to silently take over. These people that have merged with these demons, they have no soul. They have no soul. So when you're sitting here shocked by, oh, they're making all these violent movies where they're showing human beings eating each other. And they're showing uh, rape and dismemberment and you know she was just talking about Sharon Tate and all that kind of stuff and they're raping young kids and if they if you hear them say they rape a young girl first of all Sharon Tate was a transgender man how in the hell was she going to have a baby y'all need to wake it the hell up but anyway if you hear all of this stuff going on who does that 
An animal does that. These hybrided people that literally have the, uh, the DNA of Vlad the Impaler, they're cannibals. They are this, these demonic entities that eat their children. What do we know about the Greek gods? They ate their children. Why are you surprised? We know this already. How do people not put this together? I don't understand. It's very, very simple. Very, very simple. Okay, if y'all don't know that Hitler was a woman and that's why he, she had those wide leg pants on to hide those wide ass hips, I don't know what to tell you. Y'all need to get with the transvestigation because Hitler was definitely a woman and that's what lets you know that the whole thing was a psyop. It's just a mess. But anyway, isn't it interesting that RFG says that he he's possibly the reincarnation of Mussolini? I just think that's so weird. What a weird episode, isn't it? Oh, my God. Okay, do not let these Christians fool you. Do not let these uh, Catholics fool you. This is the, the ancient science of our Moorish ancestors that comes straight out of Kemet and straight out of Babylon. Okay? So I told him, Go to a, uh, to a place where water is moving with moving water. Um, look into the sun. You know what I'm saying? Burn, burn some sage. Burn some sage while you're looking into the sun. And try to remember and try to remember the most joyful moment that ever happened in your life. And at that moment the um the demon will be released from your body and make sure you do this make sure you do this on the um on the morning before the night of the new moon make sure you do this on the morning or the afternoon before this night where the new moon is going to occur and i told him to do this and this is what he's going to do ladies and gentlemen so by the time the full moon is enacted the demon is going to be completely removed away from his aura. Okay? Away from his aura. Okay? This is how you get demon spirits out of your body. Okay? You do this physically. Physically through voodoo magic. You don't call on some Serapis guy who never existed and who we, can, we can't find his, uh, his grave site or his ancestors. We can't find who his ancestors are today. We can't find who Mary and Joseph's ancestors are today. You know what I'm saying? We're talking about people who supposedly only lived 2,000 years ago. We still can't find the ancestors. Um, you know what I'm saying? He he never existed as far as um, historical documentation. You know what I'm saying? But this, this word was given the most evil light. The most evil name through cartoons, through uh, churches, and through movies. Okay, that's how they tried to dumb us down. All the horror movies they made in the 80s were to uh, give voodoo a bad name. But voodoo was the only damn thing that could save us. This is how the, the uh, our Haitian ancestors, our Haitian brothers, defeated the French in Haiti. This is how the Zulu warriors defeated the British we better wait we, we better wake the hell up 
We better wake the hell up before it's too late. Okay? Okay, I, I appreciate that, that brother who came to me, who tried to get into, uh, into the uh, music industry, and he had to sell his soul to do it. Um, he said he didn't have to sacrifice a human. He sacrificed a chicken, okay, or, or a rooster, which is a lower level um, organism, which has um, much lower chakras, a much, a much lower uh, number of chakras than uh, humans. So basically, he would just have to do about three, three good deeds, pure of heart, after he did this ritual by going uh, near moving water sun gazing and remembering the most happy memory in his life while burning sage okay you want to die you want to give him no a dog demons and devils in my birthday i know i don't want no demons anywhere near me it's your birthday it is a good though all right let me go give it all right so uh We'll see you, Kevin. Great seeing you. All right, well, Wednesday. All right, great seeing you. It's always a good time. Good times. Go watch Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, the fifth, the fifth book, the fifth movie. These demons were called Death Eaters. And they basically took over a human soul and gave them depression and anxiety and a bunch of fearfulness. Okay? And that and that is what that is. That are uh, that is what those demons represent. Okay, so to get rid of these demons, you have to go near moving water. Go near moving water and look in the sun and remember a memory, your most happy memory, your most joyful memory in your life. And I'm telling you, the sun's energy. The, the electromagnetic energy from the moving water and the energy from your heart chakra from remembering that um, joyful memory is going to cause the demon to exit your body. Remember in that Harry Potter uh, movie, the fifth one, when Harry Potter remembered the most joyful memory in his life, a damn shield was put around his aura and the Death Eaters couldn't harm him anymore. It's the same thing, people. It's the same thing with voodoo magic. It's the exact same thing. This is why I did this video, because somebody came to me <coughs> who was a um, who was an up-and-coming rapper, and he said he uh, he sold his soul to a demon and um, to, to get uh, fame and recognition and to get a small uh, record deal. And he said he didn't want, um, he didn't want to be in, involved in it anymore. So he was uh, asking me, you know, what can he do to basically get his soul back? He wanted his soul back. Now, I'm not going to mention the individual's name um, on this video out of respect. I, I would never do anything like that. Um, I would. I just want the the brother to know that I love him for for coming out and and uh, admitting what he did and um, coming to me for help because I basically told him, you know what I'm saying? This voodoo 
can be used for good or evil. Hey, it's your birthday? I heard it's your birthday. I heard it's your birthday. It's your birthday. You want a present? It's, it's from that guy over there. Okay. Say thank you. Go say thank you. Go tell him. Go tell him. Thank you. Oh, he, he loves to give little kids. He don't give me nothing, but he gives me nothing. You have me and Arlene. They're not as sexy. What'd you say? Oh, thank you. Yeah, see, me and them show affection as we do. Thank you so much. Oh, no, I love these little children. Uh-huh. Lipstick? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Every time I turn around, it's a new white person in the church. That's fantastic. It's enough to have white members, but they always get new white members. For where? They must have wonderful outreach. No, in the church. What church? This, I mean, they come here. They don't have no white members here, do they? Oh, he's a new one. I never saw him before. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. What's he been? Right. You've seen him in shop, right? Oh. That's the vegetable man. Oh, it's a vegetable man. <laughs> That's the vegetable man. If it wasn't him, hey, we wouldn't have, you wouldn't have had vegetables. I know you were that one at 18 years old, right? So oh, yeah. That was young. I, I bet there's been some great conversations going right on in here. You've been there 45 years. Oh, okay. You've been there 45 years. Oh, wow. Central Avenue. Remember Central Avenue? He's been mm-hmm. a white shop. Dark black shop. He's 64 in September. Down the street. Get out. You don't look 64. <laughs> it must be, it must He's be 64. Does he look 64? It must be that good food over at the shop right <laughs> Let's go over there and get some. food over here. Yeah. <laughs> Hope they give you something for free. <laughs> give you as long as they keep it going over here, right? That's true. And doing that on the uh, afternoon of the new moon, okay? So when the full moon came, if he did three acts of kindness, okay, that, that truly came from the heart chakra, that would counteract the sacrifice of uh, the rooster okay we have to get hip to this information and guess what the more information I find on this uh, spiritual science known as voodoo the more videos I'm getting ready to upload because we have to get hip to this information they try to install fear in us to keep us from the only thing that can save us people the, the Knights of Malta and the Vatican and Hollywood sorcerers are using this against us and we have to use it against them. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Okay. Voodoo and spiritual science are also connected to our DNA. Our DNA currently has two strands because we have devolved from 13 strand humans. Let me prove that. The scientists just came out. And said there's 10 other strands of DNA known as junk DNA. They call it junk DNA, but it's really jump DNA. Put a M and a P after the J-U and you get the jump DNA. So 10 and 2 give you 12. Okay? Which means that the uh, our ancestors that were living on this planet, uh, 3,000... No, I say about six to thirteen thousand years ago had twelve strands of DNA. Twelve to thirteen strands of DNA. 
which connects us with our 13 chakra points on our body. So each each strand of our DNA rules a different chakra point on our body. And the DNA structure is made of four major protein codes, A, T, C, and G. A, T, C, and G. So when you look at the DNA structure of animals on this planet, the only difference between humans and other animals on this planet is the A, T, C, and G is just uh, put in a different order. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Ladies and gentlemen, we are connected to all the animals on this planet through our DNA. Okay? The only difference is the codes are put in a different order. So our DNA is no different than a snake, a fish, um, uh, any other animal, a whale, a tortoise, you know what I'm saying? A monkey. All the difference is, is the protein codes on the DNA strand are put in a different numerical order. They're put in a different order, people. Okay? Which means that we are all made of the same building blocks by the same creator. Put us here on this planet. That's all that means, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, she's so pretty. Let's she go does down so there nice. Can we get that phone? Okay, Daddy, let's go. Do your address. Okay. All right, and you gotta do your use every every month. All right. You don't you cut it off and get a case for it okay. before it, 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 it breaks easy. Breaks easy. Time you drop. Excuse me. And Obama's not trying to give you a second replacement. No, you get no. a second replacement. Okay, oh, you could. Okay. If there's a third yes, one, you got to pay twenty-five dollars. Oh no. Yeah. We can also see our DNA as Jacob's ladder, the spiritual science. Okay, that leads us up to our pineal gland. Okay, tapping into our uh, kundalini energy, our kundalini rising. That's why King James said the serpent was evil to keep us away from tapping into our kundalini energy and activating our DNA uh, genetic codes, which would allow us to tap into our ancestral uh, memory. You see what I'm saying? Our ancestral memory has to do with our DNA. Our Akashic rec records, which have to do with our soul's memory, is in our pineal gland. Is in our pineal gland. That is what Jacob's Ladder is referring to in the Bible, people. It all goes back to our genetic code, our DNA code, DNA activation. The uh, We really have 12 strands of DNA. Do not believe these, these scientists. They call the 10 other strands junk DNA. That's baloney. That's bullshit. We have 12 strands of DNA. Okay, some of us have 13. 13 strands of DNA. Uh, 13 chakra points. If they are activated through, through uh, cleansing our aura, cleansing our chakra, cleansing our mind, spirit, and body. Okay. Our DNA will send us from 3D to 5D. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Okay? This is the ladder 
in and out of dimensions. It is our DNA. Deoxyribonucleic acid. They call it acid because it's a form of plasma that comes from the stars. So they called it acid. Okay, so um, this is really all I got for today. I hope I could I could uh, you know expose a lot of truth to my subscribers today with this lecture. I hope I could have um, you know enlightened people in, in the best way, shape, or form. Good everybody, it's the chosen one, and uh, I'm back at it today to go over something very, very interesting. Okay, this is um, gonna be about zodiac symbology. Okay, and like I told people before, um, what's written in the stars determines our destiny uh, in this third dimension, in this uh, universe. Okay, and on this uh, on this earth. Okay, and. When I break down some of these symbols, it's gonna be it's it's going to be mind-boggling and mind-blowing for a lot of individuals because the story is right here, people, and the zodiac was in every single culture, you know, uh, going back to Babylon, going back to Samaria, going back to Lemuria and Atlantis. Okay, the first civilizations on this planet. Uh, had full, complete knowledge of the zodiac, okay? Because um, the, the the belief that I'm under is that our ancestors, okay, the Anunnaki, set up this whole solar system and built the pyramids to keep certain astrological objects um, orbiting each other, okay? I'm about to go into full detail uh, right now, okay? That's terrible. Yeah. 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 This is baby, baby, baby. Well, if Obama knows it's me, I'm probably going to get it. The U.S. Oh, no. Be there. Yep. I'll be there. No, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh, over there. Midwest on. Let's look at this this Leo symbol right here. Now, out of all the symbols for our ancestors to choose for Leo and the sun, okay, why did they choose this symbol right here for Leo? What does that look like, people? That kind of looks like a sperm cell. Right here you have the, the you know, the circular, uh, somewhat spherical head, and then you have the long tail right here. This is a... Uh, this is a sperm cell, people. Okay? And why would they have a sperm cell represent the sign uh, of Leo? Let me tell you why. The sign Leo represents life. It represents the masculine aspect of life. Okay? The masculine life giver. I'm going to repeat that. The sun and Leo represent the masculine life giver the masculine life giver look at this what the symbol is for the sun it's a it's a dot surrounded by a circle what this is is 
This can be seen as the sun being the center of the solar system, okay? Or this can be seen as an egg being fertilized by this uh, sperm cell, okay? Now, I take it as the sun being the center of the solar system. Let me tell you why. Not only does the sign of Leo rule sperm cells in men, it also rules our heart chakra. Everybody who studies astrology knows that Leo rules the heart chakra. And what is the heart chakra? The heart chakra is the battery, it is the battery power of our chakra system, of our soul, our whole solar essence. The heart chakra is the battery of our chakra system and the battery of our aura, people. Just like the sun is the battery of the solar system. All the planets orbit around the sun. Just like all our other chakra systems are powered by our heart chakra. And this goes all the way back to the alchemy and angel. powers radio you know the weirdest thing that I've discovered is like Obama is not even a memory right now and it's like I rode through the hood the other day and you know what I was looking for and I don't even like fried chicken ain't that a racial misnomer I freaking hate fried chicken every time I went to somebody's house and they tried to make me fried chicken it's like why do you why are you serving me this I don't even like this anyway I was looking for the Obama fried chickens I was like damn what happened to the Obama fried chicken spots it, it, they're back to, uh, you know, Kennedy fried chicken and, uh, like, weird random states that you don't even know if black people live. Nebraska fried chicken, you know, just weird stuff like that. They all changed to Obama fried chicken. Then once Obama's not president anymore, I don't know if they closed, if they changed the name. Is Obama hurt by this? I mean, I don't know. But... They don't cook over there tomorrow, do they? Oh, wow, it's like every day of the week. How you doing? Excuse me, nice meeting. I might just go to the bathroom. Be good. Be careful in space. Who's that, Pikachu? Is that Pikachu? What's that? Yeah, what is that? Oh, no, that's a dinosaur. No, what is that? Oh, you're a king. Okay, sorry. Didn't know. In, a, in astrology, people. So like I said, for everybody says uh, that the sun is not significant and we're not supposed to be paying divine respect to the sun. You see what I'm saying? They're out of their minds. They don't know alchemy. They don't they don't know uh, what melanin. They don't know what melanin really is because the, the sun is a battery charger for our melanin people without uh, without the sun. OK, uh, most of the plant life and, and, and the uh, and the animal life on, on land would cease to exist. People, we all know this. We all know this, people. OK. The sun is the masculine life giver. Leo, the sun, 
the son of the Milky Way, the galaxy, the son of the galaxy is the male life giver, okay? Uh, in this solar system, the solar system, our souls came through a stargate in the sun to be birthed out in this physical body, people. Like I said, the sun is uh, ruled by Leo. It rules our heart chakra, and our heart chakra is the battery charger of our aura field and our soul. That's why our ancient Kemetic ancestors left the heart, okay, in the body when it was mummified. Because the heart goes with us to the fifth dimension, to the next dimension. And anybody who tries to argue this, like I said, put $10,000 up, put a hunt, put $15,000, up, okay? I'm, I'm not I'm not playing anymore people because I got the proof right here. It's, it's right here And so back to the hunt now. This is um, again. Jason Bloom is the producer now Jason Bloom Got his big start with Miramax working with of course um, uh, 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 Weinstein Harvey Weinstein the big multi-billion company that was Miramax then bought out by Disney but then, of course, Weinstein and his brother went on to be, and Wein, Harvey was the big wig, you know, continue with the, um, with the um, multi-billion dollar movie company that they had. But Jason Bloom got started with them. He was in acquisitions and co-producing with Miramax. And then he um, had a lot of breakout films. But he is the producer of that film Get Out that came out a, uh, what was it, two years ago now? And Get Out was, of course, starring that fellow whose name I can't remember now. He then went on to star also in Black Panther. He, that movie Get Out was about um, African-American men from New York City being lured to upstate New York uh, to, to, um, basically be hypnotized, okay, mind-controlled into a, um, a despondent state where they would fall back inside their consciousness, unable to get to their um, present self, and their bodies would be used by white racist old people to be inhabited. They would have their consciousnesses downloaded into the bodies of the African-American people, and then those people would linger around and it was this multi-generational situation of this happening. Okay, again, consent through passive acceptance. Um, the Purge, okay, the, all the movies then plus the miniseries about, um, you know, get, you know, what is it, 24 hours of hate where people can do everything disgusting. Uh, the Purge, right? It's the bread and circus of the modern day. Happy Death Day, Ma. And also Jason Bloom uh, produced K Black KKK Klansmen, um, you know, the Spike Lee movie that won the awards last year. And, and we saw Spike Lee giving a very strange speech at the Oscars. Won't get into it. Um, so I think this is very interesting, folks, that they chose to actually put this trailer on the Democratic debates on the first night. And especially during the white night. And I call it that because it was. There was a choice of who to pair up here in these Democratic debates. And the first night was all specifically white people. And the second night was all 
um, all the women of, uh, excuse me, all the people of color were included in this second night. Now, uh, so tell me, what is it that makes you upset? I don't know. She's so happy all the time. I don't understand why. Because her life sucks and my life is supposed to be better than hers. It's really unfair. <laughs> so how long have you been having these issues? I don't know. I can't stop watching her show. I think it's, it's giving me anxiety. And instead of the gaslighting that they're trying to do, they're just gaslighting our haters. And we're losing our marbles. Um, I'll also put here, just mention this, that we have um, Ethan Hawke um, worked with Jason Bloom way back in the day. Jason Bloom was his production person at his theater company called Malapart Productions. And Malapart was actually a, he was a supporter of Mussolini back in the 20s, 1920s. Uh, and his name, interestingly, is, I believe it's, Crucio, Crucios, we have all these Crucio, Crucios, Cruz, Cruz, all this stuff. Um, well, he, let me see, Crucio, yeah, Curzio, Curzio Malapart. Um, he was an Italian, German-Italian journalist. His father was German, his mother was Italian. And his big thing was writing a book about called The Technique of Coup d'Etat. And Ethan Hawke is a very interesting person. He's written, he's done a lot of work. His movie last year called First Reformed featured him being a Catholic priest who was more and more um, disillusioned with the church. He got really wrapped up with a um, eco-terrorist, um, this guy who wanted to blow up um, a mega church event that was happening at a small church in upstate New York that was uh, that was holding I believe a centennial celebration of the church and there was going to be a big huge event there and there and they had a, a B-O-M-B-I-N-G event that this eco um, radical was going to perform now he ended up killing himself in the movie beforehand and then um, the the assumption is that Ethan Hawke takes on that role to go and execute that. Now so Malapart, supporter of Mussolini, ends up um, very interesting character. He he then is arrested by Mussolini because he supports communism, he supports Marxism, he is a, um, he despises Hitler because hi he compares Hitler to a woman. He has a lot of homophobic stuff in his writings and saying that, you know, Hitler's violence is woman-like, all this weird, <laughs> weird stuff. That's the question. What they did in that movie, didn't they? What movie? What was that movie? I've never seen them chase anybody down. Yeah, no, world. you've seen it in that movie. Which movie, Daddy? With not Goodfellas, but that other movie, that gangster movie with James Gaffino in it. Oh, like back in time in the old days? What was the name of that movie? Goodfellas? No. They James came Gandalf chasing Gandalf. down the street on a horse, but he was a fake cop. He was a fake cop. He came down there to shoot somebody, but he was dressed up like a horse and came down. 
about Malapart, but Malapart Productions is Ethan Hawke's production company that Jason Bloom, who put out The Hunt, worked for, and yeah, Malapart, um, he was banned for writing this book about the um, technique of revolution, the, the coup d'etat, and then he went on to um, write multiple books about how, how communism, Marxism as a social revolution can happen within civilized societies. It doesn't take discontent to make that happen. Now, all right, I might actually leave it there. I know it's been a kind of a, you know, more of a discussion today than news. There is a lot of news. But folks, I just want to say, it really, we already are sitting in this Hunger Games society when we're feeding on this um, necrophilic uh, entertainment, when they're pitting teenagers and youth against um, each other, even the, even the youngest among us, where they're um, scaring the crap out of them with this climate change, end of the world, apocalyptic theory. Um, the apocalypse as theory for social control has been around since forever. And um, I believe in continued existence. And I believe that um, we are having this most recent um, climate change, hunger games, scarcity model. Um, you know, it quickly went from the, it went from the vampires, right, of, um, of uh, whatever those Kristen Stewart movies were out of those books. I didn't actually read them. <laughs> Something Dawn or whatever. And then it went to, of course, Hunger Games, which was now we're in the society where everybody's split into these, you know, five different parts, um, five different factions that then we throw the children in to go and kill each other, and that's entertainment. Hmm, well, it looks like it's happening now, isn't it? And then it went from there to this um, insurgent, uh, divergent series where it's a much more controlled, even more controlled area where the kids are put in these highly um, regulated um, little different pods where we have, um, you know, the smart kids versus the crunchy kids versus the um, um, people more prone towards police work or violence. Um, this kind of thing of how do we mind control the kids? These cars are parked. Yeah, we got to get from behind them. We can't get from behind them. Oh. How are we going to get from behind them? Uh, There's somebody else wanting to pull the head on. Oh, shit, this big truck, he's going to take it down. Now, wouldn't you think the cops would have came out and helped me? <laughs> <laughs> Watch out, these people are treacherous. They won't let you in. Let me try to put my window down. Oh, put my arm out. Stick my thigh out the window. Will they let you? Well, it can't be your left hand. Can, can we just get over? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Look, I'll come back to Central Avenue for Central Avenue. Central Avenue. Central Avenue. Is that okay? Yeah. Thank you. Oh, I didn't realize they were parked. I didn't either. How could you know? They ain't supposed to be here. Oh, they cops. That's why. Cop cars.
They talk here while they go to the Dunkin' Donuts. Look at that green milk over there from Wick. Wow. I bet that sucker's somebody. Yeah. It's everywhere. So we're not part of that because we're free. And the way you get free is using your capabilities outside of digital media. The digital media is going to become more and more intense. The technocracy has about 65% of its agenda already in place. With 5G coming out, um, it will get more and more hard. It will get more and more hard. It will get very difficult to escape the effects on your brain that digital technology has. If you're sitting in front of a device a lot of the time, if you're carrying your phone with you, if you're watching a smart TV, you're already having your brain um, not only entrained to the digital matrix, but actually inputted, inputted with information. And you're also um, within the realm of having your DNA altered consistently and constantly by this technology. So I'll leave it there for now, folks. If you want to support the channel, there's ways to do so below. And um, uh, for patrons this month, I am featuring Ultimate Female Force, which is a great metabolic and hormonal um, booster for women. I am featuring DNA Force, which is, uh, really helps to grow your telomeres, repair your DNA. Awesome product, love it. And I'm featuring Brain Force, which is my standby go-to. Love the stuff, take it every day, makes you sharp. And more besides, folks, I am revamping uh, my Patreon page over the next month, and there's a lot more going on besides. If you don't want to be a patron, there's other ways to support the channel below. Thanks for watching, folks. We are free. Get out there, grow some vegetables, right? Go hang out in nature. Go get together with real people, real friends. Do something just that's not about doing anything for a little while. Um, one thing that makes you real smart is doing nothing out in the natural environment around people you love and trust. It literally is a uh, boost for your brain. It will make you uh, be able to uh, think more clearly, feel more clearly, and um, it will really boost your immune system and your health. So, all right, I'll see you tomorrow. You are free. We get more information, that is the problem. Oh, yeah. I gave him the finger last week about this. Oh, wow, Daddy. Isn't he that won your that friend? money from that basketball game. Oh. He never took me to... Uh, I hop. Nowhere. That's, he didn't do shit. That's wrong. <laughs> Power is real, find out. You think so? Oh, yeah. You know what time it is. Kyla Power is radio. Oh, yeah. 25 hours. That's what they charge me if I go get one? No, you can go. The first one, for free.
The second one for free. The third one, you got paid twenty five dollars. Twenty five dollars. Yep. I better try to get one. Yeah, you get one. But it's up. You got credit card, right? Yeah. If you use the second one, use your credit card, it go faster than cash. You know? Well, you got you got to get a money order. You got to do this, this, that, this, that. So, if you just know somebody's credit card, it comes faster. Come up fourth. Oh, they mail it to you? Yeah. Oh. It's seven days. Mm-hmm. It's seven days. Come to you out. I got to get one. Yeah. Just in case, as a spare. And then... Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I had in mind.